0: Hello, welcome to the When Wrestlers Act podcast. I'm John Cronshaw and I'm joined today by my good friend, Dean Ellison. How are you, Dean? Very well, John. Uh, it's a
1: pleasure to be invited to host an episode of When Wrestlers Act here at my own house. Uh, sadly, I didn't get you a rider in advance, so excuse the lack of for uh, while we watch the
0: movie. So we've just watched Fire Power from uh, 1993, starring Jim Helwig... The Ultimate Warrior. He died pretty much a year ago this week. Very true. Very sad.
1: Another amazing act of her
0: synchronicity in his uh, life and death. Before we get going, I want to get a few plugs out of the way. We've got the When Wrestlers Act Twitter feed. It's WWA Podcast. You can follow us on there. We're also on the Facebook and iTunes. If you like what you hear, please give us a review on iTunes. It'll help boost us on the rankings and all that and get more people listening to our wonderful show. Firepower was my idea. In I your... said, "Oh, I've got this charity shop gem I found. It's Star's Ultimate Warrior. What
1: could be wrong with that?"
0: Let me count the ways. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think we should just go over the film. I mean, it was it was set in in L.A. in the distant future of 2006. This was set essentially nine years ago. The basic premise is, and we got. A really useful kind of exposition on this right at the start of the film. We had a useful news broadcast that told us about the, uh, what was it called? The, was it the personal freedom zone?
1: Personal freedom zone where you can
0: commit any victimless crime you want
1: and the police won't intervene.
0: Yeah, and that victimless crime includes, you know... Okay. Gangland revenge yeah. hits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, What is it, fight club fights to the death? Brutal, two man enter, one man leave kinds of uh, scenarios. Yeah, and you know, prostitution, exploitation, drug trafficking, drug dealing. Uh, And uh, illegal uh, pharmaceutical companies making fake AIDS vaccines. Yeah. But the trouble is, is that this, um, they've called it the hell zone because it's really bad. Suppose the the crime that goes on in Hell Zone has started to spread over the um, the rest of the city. That's right. Who'd have thought that this uh, zone with no police, where victimless
1: crime is permitted, would eventually spiral into lawlessness? Yeah. That overspills. I personally think that there's something similar to this in RoboCop, but I can't quite remember if that was the case. Yeah.
0: And the Wire. There's there's lots of things where they try out this uh, area of kind of no crime. Well, the so opposite of no crime. No, it is no crime because it's not illegal. <laughs> no. So, yeah. It's a way you get the uh, crime stats down is to yeah, not have any crimes. Yeah. We start with a police chase. One of many. <laughs> one of many police chases. But this is the only one to feature a pimpmobile yeah. in full zebra pattern regalia. I quite like the. There was a bit of a nice kind of almost like a slinky spring pattern to the way that the um, police car and the pimpmobile were chasing each other. <laughs> they seemed to be on a really nice kind of snake in action. Yeah, yeah. on a completely deserted uh, LA highway. Yeah, it was great. They have a car chase. It goes on for a bit. There's guns going everywhere. Bullets fly in. There's a big crash. And yep. they arrest a guy. Yes. Who's the guy? What's his name? Uh. One thing I'd say about this movie is it's a, a great movie to
1: you can watch without actually knowing anyone's names. Very few people seem to reveal their
0: name, and where they do, they seem to give a
1: variety of different names. Yeah, or mumble them, or, <laughs>
0: yeah, or wait until halfway through the movie to uh, introduce a main character's name. This is also um, confused further by the incredibly dark lighting. You know, I don't have the best eyesight in the world, and I, I struggle with um, night vision and things like that. And I watched this. I could hardly see anything. <laughs> I think the budget of this film was quite low. I don't think they had lighting. I don't think they had special effects. <laughs> um, you know, even even when we had blood and guts that should have been there, there was no blood. Couldn't afford blood. So they arrest this guy. I don't know why they arrested him. It's something to do with. I think it was fake AIDS vaccines. That's right. Uh, They're in some bizarre situation where, even though
1: this man lives in the lawless zone, he has a barcode tattooed on his wrist that the police can just scan and find
0: out all his crimes. Yeah, so he's... um,
1: (laughs) What is he? He's he's a petty hoodlum who works for the swordsman.
0: Yeah, and who's the swordsman? Or shall we not say yet? Yeah, we can hold that bombshell. So, this fake AIDS vaccine, we, we get explained that there's basically an enzyme in the real AIDS vaccine that's really expensive So people are making a fake AIDS vaccine to sell? I don't know. They
1: make this fake vaccine in an incredibly complex fashion we get to see later on in the movie, but then leave out this one enzyme when, really, if they lived in a law enforcement-free zone, they could just follow the Cuba model and ignore any copyright they want and just (laughs) run it off anyway. But no, they make a 99%
0: effective uh, AIDS vaccine. (laughs) Which, when, when it comes to AIDS, isn't that effective? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So um, so this, this guy is arrested, and we we cut to the police station. He's getting brutalised by the police. They're all pretty laid back about a lot of things,
1: the police. Uh, yeah. They're also very laid back about
0: police brutality. Their morals seem to have laxed quite a bit. Yeah. One of the police officers, one of the lady policemen that they have, she, she says something like, oh, I tried to sleep with him to get the information, but blah, blah, blah. You know that they're a loose-moraled police department. So That's LA for you. That futuristic hellhole that it is. A futuristic dystopia. So just
1: after this petty hoodlum is brought in, they somehow also bring in the swordsman. Jim oh, Hellwig. Jim Helwig. Jim Helwig. Yeah. Uh, much like his WWE persona, he, he says very little. But sadly, I don't like seeing him in his, uh, without the face paint, armbands or running into a ring and pretending to be electrocuted.
0: Well, you say that, but that does tie in later it on. Keep on that in mind. mind. Keep that in mind. Just planting seeds here. Yeah, so the um,
1: fisticuffs ensue. Yeah, when they bring the swordsman in, they said he should have gone straight to high security, and they said, "Pah!" but that's what they would have wanted us to do. So they take him to a low security prison and just assign two guys to take him in.
0: Mm. Yeah, well, that's fair enough. So we get this fight, and um, they end up having to electrocute him at this point. So he does get electrocuted to get him into the cells. Yes, yeah, tasered eventually after yeah. he's beaten up two cops. Yeah, and um, what I what I wrote down was terrible editing.
1: Yeah, because the that ed- a
0: lot. Editing in this film, it was a lot of quick cuts, but it was like it it almost looked like flickering. It was like somebody put a strobe light on <laughs> between two scenes, and they were just kind of flicking back and forth. I don't know what it was trying to achieve. But it was awful. And the music. Classic uh, One Man
1: and a Moog soundtrack, really.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, sa- it did sound like it had been done in some kid's bedroom.
1: So they've got the ultimate warrior in a prison cell. And he's sitting there calm and collected. Because, Of course, what happens straight away is gang turn up with some kind of jeep with a sl- sledge on the front. And bust him out of prison. Yeah. The prison seems to be in the, some kind of factory. Yeah, in a warehouse, a, yeah. A chain link fence that they didn't really need the big sledge to get through.
0: No. So they go in, they shoot up the place. Yeah. Loads of bullets flying everywhere. Again, loads of action. <laughs> Lots Hel- of implied action. <laughs> Heller comes out with his first line. What does he say? He goes, get me out of here. <laughs> and then... <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't he doesn't do that. If
1: only. If only. If only. Oh, that was he he must have been trying to make a break from his um, WWE persona. And he's struggling to find his identity <laughs> a bit in this. He's billed as a introducing first, so it must be one of his earlier movies. But he also in the credits alternated between James Hellwig and, and Jim, Jim Hellwig. Yeah.
0: yeah. So um,
1: <laughs> just doesn't know who he is. He's having an identity crisis. But then
0: he did change his name to Warrior, so Yeah, then could, it was all okay. He could fall back on that. So then there's a daring escape, they get we out, and it feels like the end of a film. <laughs> it seemed a bit like he'd got caught on purpose to
1: glean some useful information just to get busted out again, but it doesn't even seem to be that.
0: They just seem to bust him out. Well, he's been arrested, so, you know... <sighs> Very
1: law-abiding of him.
0: Yeah, that, that would have made sense if he'd gone in and needed to speak to someone in the cells, or... Yeah. But
1: what, the thing was, the guy in the cell next to him is the petty hoodlum arrested earlier. In the movie, yeah, who's right. in his gang, and he just leaves him behind.
0: Yeah, he goes, what about me? And they're just like,
1: Pfft. <laughs> Big shrug.
0: Yeah, so we then get another police chase.
1: Yeah. Uh, they're escaping back to the safety of the no-police danger zone, murder yeah. zone, in a seemingly impregnable bus yeah. <laughs> that they can't shoot through. Yeah. Oh,
0: we should point out, this is a bit of a buddy cop movie. Oh, yeah, yeah this this sledge and uh, the guy at the karate kid not sledge whatever he's called. We never
1: found out his real name cuz he alternates between being undercover out of cover yeah. mumbling and a stunt double yeah so, so we will <laughs> refer to him here on in as a non sledge yeah yeah um... and uh, sledge is some kind of south african sound sounding pony-tailed kickboxer
0: yeah with a bit of uh, australian and a bit of yeah. english i think i think he's meant to be english i think he's meant to be an authentic mockney yeah but it's so bad and the accent kind of flips and flops every now and again <laughs> that it's just yeah it's really inconsistent and and he he seems to have come out with all the um, one-liners of the movie he seems to be the the funny guy in yeah. the in the buddy cop pair um, we find out later that not Sledge is a bit of a family man.
1: It's worked out in his favour because uh, the police commissioner says when they at the start, uh, not Sledge, you've got to take care of yourself. You've got a family. Sledge, no family. <laughs> no one cares if he lives <laughs> or dies. Yeah. Which I think is a pretty harsh thing to say to a man's face. It
0: is. But he, he takes it. He yeah. takes it on board. So they're chasing after this armoured truck and um, or armoured bus, whatever it is, and Sledge says the armour is as tight as a virgin on her first date (laughs) Uh, there we go so yeah funny lines funny lines it's weird it's like from the get-go of this film there's so much action but it's really tedious it's like (laughs) bang 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 constantly and it's just monotonous it's and a lot of plot detail getting thrown in it's a lot of setup there is setup but it a lot of it never seems to get paid off. Do you know what I mean? No. Like, the AIDS vaccine stuff never really gets paid off. It must have been really topical at the time this movie was made. Right, yeah. So, um, so we've got the setup anyway. Swordsman is out of uh, the bad warehouse where the police keep people.
1: And he's escaped into the danger
0: zone. Into the hell zone. With a sledge and non sledge in hot pursuit. You know, even though it's a non police zone, the police have got no jurisdiction. Sledge and not Sledge follow... In full police regalia. Yeah, they follow them into um, the Hell Zone. And it then cuts to them going into a... What is it? The Death Ring. Death Ring. Another of the uh, victimless crimes of the Murder Zone. Yeah, so they... they, It's basically a lethal fight club, I think is the best way to describe it. Yeah.
1: It's a... In a chilling vision of the future that turned out to be right in this movie, people fight to the death in a... Eight-sided ring. Uh, no, it was a, it was a six-sided octagon. Six-sided octagon. Yeah, a uh... six-sided octa- octagonal squared circle. They've chased him into the lawless zone, and they know he participates in this kind of. Um, it's like a bit like Enter the Dragon, isn't it? It's a constant
0: fighting tournament. Constant fighting. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that, yeah. that's the thing that happens throughout the rest of this film. Now, yeah, we've had all this build up, and from here on in,
1: we uh, sledge and non-sledge. Go undercover. They sign themselves up as fighters. Get told not to ask questions, not to befriend people. Just get out there and fight.
0: And and uh, as the booker says, he uh, what's his name? Drac- Draxo. Drax? Drax is the Is the mastermind of the operation. Yeah. I think is he not? Yeah. And he goes, <laughs> anyone could come into my club, as long as you play the game. <laughs> so they go, okay, we'll play the game. So we get. More fights. Yeah. And uh, more shooting. I don't know why. All this is built up now to um, Sledge and
1: Non-Sledge entering this tournament. The movie has become Robocop meets uh, Enter the Dragon. Yeah. Not necessarily in a good way. (laughs) So we get a fight scene with Sledge. We get a a fight scene with Non-Sledge. Then some other rookie who's just entered the tournament who they befriend in the hope that he Mm. might have some useful information. Called Viper. Viper. Yeah, completely ignoring the advice given to
0: them of don't befriend people, because yeah. you might fight them too. So there's Viper, and then they try and befriend this girl. I think she takes... Is she the betting person? I think, yeah. They mistake her for a waitress, but she takes bets. Yeah. And she doesn't date fighters,
1: because her boyfriend was killed in the death ring of all places.
0: Yeah, so she, she used to date a fighter then, but she doesn't know. And we find out much later, probably one of her last scenes in the film we find out that her name is Lisa. <laughs> so that's good. I mean, this is the thing. Once we start running down the rest of this film, it's like, there was a fight. There was a fight? <laughs> yeah. There was another fight. There was a fight with the Swordsman.
1: Yeah. So we get uh, Sledge in a fight, non-Sledge in a fight, the Viper in a fight, Yeah. Uh, two Randoms in a fight. Who knows where they were? Yeah. One of them on the uh, scoreboard at the start of the match is referred to as Dr. Death Tumor. <laughs> <laughs> that I that should also true. point out that there is some kind of um, video gamey element to how these fights are presented to the audience that looks just like Mortal Kombat with badly digitised images of fighters uh, spinning into shots.
0: And there was a I think it was a bouncer at the club who looked just like Kano off of uh, the Mortal Kombat That's as well. right, with a metal half yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so just a, just a basically a silver foil Phantom of the Opera mask. Yeah. Yeah, so they... they have fights i mean it's it's quite funny really it's you know the um not sledge is basically the karate kid yeah um i think the
1: whole dark lighting aspect of the film is based around the fact while sledge is the ripped kickboxer uh non-sledge is quite pudgy and can't really a bit, fight
0: a bit wobbly around the edges yeah. isn't it <laughs> So,
1: he only ever seems to bust out his serious moves when uh, the lighting is on his side or when he's wearing his police helmet and that thoroughly obscures his face. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, I mean, what, what's interesting is, is during these fights, that it's basically the setup is for the first, I don't know, three hours, it feels like. It's basically a martial arts, kickboxer kind of deal. Yeah. You know, MMA, a bit like the UFC. But then the computer randomly uh, assigns weapons. But of course, it's not random at all. It's the uh, evil mastermind behind the six-sided octagon. It's all the work of Drax in the back office. Yeah, so they send out swords and, uh, I don't know, nunchucks. There's only one person they send out swords to. Well, they send out a sword to, what was his name, Professor Tanataka or something.
1: I think that was a katana.
0: It's the same thing.
1: Oh, well, yeah, it is, actually. It is a sword, because it's when he's fighting the swordsman. Yeah. But, come on, if you fight a man called the swordsman.
0: I mean, what got me about this is... He's called the swordsman, and his talent on the sword wasn't very good. He was clearly quite uncomfortable wielding the sword. Yeah. In a movie called Firepower, <laughs> it
1: comes down to a martial arts <laughs> contest with a man called the swordsman who can't really handle a sword. Yeah, so, it, It's just wonderfully thought. It, it's the ultimate warrior in his wonderful steroid-ridden body,
0: and instead of using his mighty muscles, he relies on... The sword. Yeah. He should have had a club. <laughs> yeah I mean a big barbarian style club. That yeah. would have been more believable because all he did all his lines were for the rest of the movie were just him going <laughs> Um when he whenever he, w- he wielded a sword. That was so. my favorite line in the movie. What? <laughs> Alongside this um I suppose the key storyline which is it's not really a storyline it's just basically working through a fighting tournament. Yeah. We have um, Not Sledge's backstory.
1: Yeah, they start to break up the fight scenes a bit more by cutting out to different scenes, and we we learn Not Sledge is a family man. I was saying to this, this to you sarcastically while we were watching it, that all we need in this buddy pic is for one man to say, gee, this is my last job, and I'm retiring from the force, <laughs> and hanging up my badge, and moving to a nice little cottage with a picket fence.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's quite funny. It's, it's this... Um... You know, when you, when you do writing or anything like that, there's a difference between showing and telling, yeah? You can tell people all you want, that you're a family man, but when you act in a way that is... When, when your wife goes to you, you should quit your job, I can't do that, it's my job! Um, and when she goes, please don't do this fighting to the death, I've got to, it's my job! But he has
1: to, because it's his job, yeah. to get the promotion, to get the desk job, that would get him off the street. Yeah. He thinks the means will justify the ends if he lives. But, of course, he's putting his family and himself at unnecessary risk. He puts him and his family at risk, that's fair. But at the
0: same time, we get a nice little clip of him uh, playing NES with his son. No, it was a SNES. SNES? It was a SNES, yeah. It was a Super Nintendo Entertainment System in <laughs> <That> 2006. Be- <laughs> so he's, he's obviously going retro. He's uh, a retro gamer.
1: Yes, the uh, physique
0: of someone is into playing retro computer <laughs> games as well. <laughs> Um, so I don't know. I mean, ov- obviously, 2006. Yeah, I mean, I suppose you could still get all the snizzies on eBay or whatever. So, another of the cutscenes
1: we have is um, the petty hoodlum who was picked up at the beginning of the movie is getting transferred to another prison, and the gang busts him out. Yeah. And he uses this time to check the com- the onboard police computer system to look up the names of the cops who arrested them, mm. and finds out where Non Sledge lives. Ah. Goes around the house. He uses the old, I've got a box of flowers for you trick to get in the house. Off of the Terminator. Yeah, yeah. another classic movie reference. and There we go. Gets in and shoots her. Shoots his wife dead while he's out fighting. Yeah. Do you think that that was the worst thing that could happen to non-Sledge
0: <laughs> today? <laughs> to be fair, we should be using their fighting names now. Yeah. Because Sledge, what's his fighting name?
1: The Hammer. Hammer.
0: Sledge Hammer. Yeah. You get it. You get it. I get that now. You get it. You didn't get it at the time. <laughs> <did you? laughs> at the time, right? And then the other one is he said, "Oh, just call me the Pussy Cat." <laughs> and, and then the Booker goes, "No, you're not going to get over with a name like that. We'll call you the Alley Cat." Right. <laughs> um,
1: so <laughs> I don't know. I think it was just so people could chant at him, ali Fat.
0: Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. Oh, I mean, bloody. Yeah. We've got. Um, all the all these fights. I mean, there's there's literally dozens of them. I think. And um, yeah, it it
1: kind of is a bit lighter after the intensity of the first four days of the film.
0: Yeah. So I mean, I mean, what what we've kind of missed out in talking about is the fact that all through this kind of him saying he's a family man thing, his wife keeps going on at him saying she's scared, she's worried. You know, he's um, that that she's he's betraying the son and all this, and he's like, oh no, I'm doing it for the right reasons. But then she gets shot. We get basically um what's his name Viper? remember viper, yeah, so viper is in the um he's in the back lock in the locker room, yeah, he's in the locker room with the um sledge and not sledge and he's he's telling them about all this gang banging that's going on, and he knows something about the um illegal aids vaccine, and just at that point he gets called to a championship match yeah to <laughs> the death. So he goes. Well, I'd better go and do it because I need the money. And oh yeah, I'll talk to you when I get back. Oh, and before this as well, he goes. Oh, there's something about you guys. I don't know what it is, but everyone in here is about the money, and you guys aren't. You know about this AIDS vaccine, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty much like that. So, um, so he gets called out, and um, who, who is he? Does he have a fight with the no? He doesn't a, fight the swordsman. He no.
1: fights someone who's called. He fights someone called. The rest no the rocker the rocker he that fights was it. the rocker now visualize in your mind if you were a mixed martial
0: arts fighter called the rocker how would you dress to present who you are uh, ripped jeans a uh, gumby jacket maybe a leather leather waistcoat
1: he, he, this guy takes a different approach phantom of the opera mask and hood but it's just a hood that's just over his neck and shoulders and head mm. it's very odd yeah so um, they they have this fight thing. And then he gets killed. It's the worst kind of fight. It's a fixed fight. Yeah. As we mentioned earlier, as these battles go on, there's a part two where the weapons are released. Vipers meant to get some kind of weapon, but the guy in the back office won't release the weapon. It makes it look like a technical fault, and while he's trying to get the weapon, the rocker throws a sickle. Was it a hatchet? I
0: thought it was a sickle. It might have been. It might have been. Either way. Either way, it was some Viper's kind gone of...
1: Uh, with his u- useful information. Oh, boy. The day is not looking good for not Sledge. No. His wife's just been killed. His informant's just been killed. And now it gets worse for Sledge. Yeah. Uh, Non-Sledge. Well, not,
0: not quite yet. Not oh. quite yet. Cause they, so they realise that something must have gone wrong. And yeah. And they start asking around. And then they get warned. They get warned not to... They, they say something. Like this guy comes up to him and goes... Uh, what were you doing? What were you sniffing around? Curiosity. Curiosity is not healthy. He goes, I just, I just went out for a smoke, and that's not healthy either. <laughs> Even in the uh,
1: lawless zone, you still have to go outdoors to smoke. Well, exactly. Go outdoors. Yeah. You know, they've,
0: they've got a smoking ban. They're not, they're not.
1: Uh... Passive smoking isn't a victimless <laughs> crime. You see. So.
0: <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm glad. I'm glad that that's. Uh, that's there. They are socially responsible. Yeah. So um, we get. Another fight, and um, this one we get, um, what's her name? Lisa, I think she she realises now that something's not right. She starts to believe the story that they kill off people who know too much. Yeah, she she's kind of worried, and, and she wants to help, and she has some information. She's about to tell some information, and then Sledge gets called to a fight. That's right. With... The swordsman. Da, da, da. Yeah,
1: and just to let you know how this fight is going to go, just as it's about to start, the petty hoodlum from the start of the movie, who's just killed Non Sledge's wife, turns up in the back office area and says, "Hold on, he's a cop. That man in the ring is the
0: one who arrested me." Yeah, so it comes full circle, and and he's having a conversation about, "Oh, our illegal shipment of the A's vaccine will be coming from." Uh... Oh no, that's it. Sorry, Lisa. She. She tells Not Sledge about the. Um, that's it. She tells Not Sledge about the abandoned factory where they make all this stuff. Clearly not abandoned if uh, they're using it as a factory as yeah. it's intended for. She should give it a better
1: marketing spinner and refer to it as an urban regeneration area. Yeah. Plus, she just says it's an abandoned factory on the edge
0: of the zone. Yeah. I imagine the edge of the zone's a pretty extensive area. <laughs> So, yeah, so this guy who was arrested didn't get his name. He's saying about this shipment going out that evening. And, um, yeah, so we know that's there. Keep that in mind. That'll uh, play in later, I'm sure. So now we're back in the ring. The eight-sided squared circle. And um, Sledge is fighting the swordsman. And, again, we get the shenanigans. What is it? The swordsman gets a big old metal sword. sword. (laughs) And then what is it that Sledge gets... Like a benty straw or something? Yeah, it's ba- well, it's called a staff, but it was... <laughs> skipping it, was it was basically a broomstick, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah a bit of Dowling. And you also set the um, ring fence to extra electric. They have a fight for a bit. I mean, you know, Sledge holds his down for a little bit, but the might of the swordsman... <sighs> finally,
1: he just chops his head off. It takes a sinister, ISIS-style turn at the end. I, I think he says at some point there's, there's been... This is... Murder in the Death Ring. Yeah. Funnily enough, murder in the Death Ring is my favourite hammer horror film. <laughs> <laughs> it's just to sum up Non Sledge's day, his wife's been killed. He doesn't know about that yet. His informant's been killed. Yeah. Uh, and he's just seen his friend decapitated. That's true. Oh
0: You know, realising his friend's died, Non Sledge goes home to see his wife, maybe to get some support. Yeah. He he nonchalantly pulls up to the
1: um place where he lives, surrounded by police cars, and just gets off his bike and nonchalantly walks over to a, a gurney with a body on it, and
0: just, <laughs> eh, pulls off the cover and it's his wife and oh, yeah. he, he takes it well. He does. And um, the, the captain gives him a bit of a lecture and he goes, oh, you know, we're really sorry about this. And he's like, what, do you want my badge? And he's like, no, I don't need your badge. So, oh, OK. And I need you alive. Yeah. I think it's really awkward because they're they're kind of flicking back and forth, and I'm sure at this point there was a cut where yeah. the guy was standing in the building. The next cut, he was stood outside. Yeah, uh, all through the scene, non-sledge is in the building, and the police off the
1: police commissioner is uh, stood outside. <laughs> completely different background. It's night time with lights flashing. Yeah. non-sledge is in a fully lit building. It's like a very long distance conversation between the two of them. So Sledge, uh, non-Sledge has decided he's had enough
0: and he goes back into the murder zone to uh,
1: intercept the shipment, is that right?
0: Yeah, so he kind of heads to the factory and for some reason he arrives at this factory with a big explosion. Oh, we missed a bit.
1: He goes back to the murder zone fight club kind of thing for revenge, but there's no one there. Ah. He goes into the ring and there's there's a video message awaiting him saying, we have kidnapped the girl. Oh, yeah, so the kidnapped Lisa. The kidnapped Lisa, his new love, I
0: think. Yeah. And um, they say. He sure got over the death of his wife quite quickly. <laughs> it probably just hasn't even sunk in yet. Mm. So, um, yeah, so the, they've, they've taken her to the factory. There's big explosions. Don't know why.
1: Yeah, but... uh, we were losing interest in the film by this point. It might show in the level of detail. <laughs> were able to convey about what's going on.
0: Yeah, and then they have the um, what is it, he kind of goes in, in Metal Gear slash Ninja mode yeah. there's all these bastards, all these thugs kind of running around his factory and he's a one man He's a yeah, he can't do it himself, so yeah, he sneaks around, cuts people's throats and eventually though, just like when I
1: play Metal Gear, he just starts shooting people
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> shooting shoot, shoot randomly around <laughs>
1: and um, and yep. it gets to one of those classic end of movie scenarios, fight on a rooftop.
0: Yeah. Woo. So the this reminds me actually of of a the whole thing does remind me of a video game because yeah. you know the sword swordsman he's basically your sub boss yeah he's your um, <laughs> he's your Goro in Mortal Kombat yeah yeah so um, you know he he's the kind of big muscle that's defending the main badass boss. Who's Drax or Draxo or Drax. whatever he's yeah. called? It would be like a Street of
1: Rage-style scroll and beat him up with this if yeah. it was a computer game, with the uh, Ultimate Warrior being one of those characters that is twice as big as every other character to show that he's a sub boss. Yeah, yeah. Them two have a
0: have a fight in the factory. Factory roof. Yeah. It's and... a very dark centric
1: fight scene. This one. There's even less lighting <laughs> during this fight than any other.
0: But he's got his sword. The swordsman Swordsman always has his sword. He swings it towards Not-Sledge and hits the electric box and gets electrocuted. Oh, to it.
1: schoolboy error. The thing is um, the Swordsman literally had the fight won when he picked up Non-Sledge and he could have thrown him off the roof of the building and finished it that way but no. He threw him onto a floor near a near um, a fuse box.
0: Yeah. What a fool. What a chump. Yeah. Hoisted by his own petard. <laughs> yeah. So the electricity Comes back, it's a theme throughout the film. When you mentioned the ultimate warrior running down to the ring and... um, Pretending he was being electrocuted and he grabs her. I think that's the only thing... I I think that that was his um, thing of, you know, if something's going to get me, it's got to be electricity. That's what I'm known for. That's my gimmick. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, that's his his trademark. That's his calling card. So then there's a showdown between... um, What's the name? Drax and... Uh, not Sledge. It's not much of a
1: showdown, to be fair. He says something along the lines of, uh, you might have won the batch, but you'll never get the gut. And then, non-Sledge just throws a sword and... <laughs> gets him in the gut, and classic bad guy death. He falls backwards through a wind, through a skylight and... and falls to his death. Yeah! If the
0: sword hadn't killed him first. Yeah, so he's dead. He gets the girl, and the girl goes... Let's get out the hell zone. And okay. then the credits roll. That's it. What? <laughs> what? Where, what about the aid stuff? Where, <laughs> what happened with that? What? <sighs> what? Who's going to run the hell zone now? I don't know. <laughs> What's? Oh, there's so many questions. How's Non
1: Sledge's son coping with the fact his mother's just been killed and his father's brought home a woman he's found in a hell zone <laughs> <laughs> who's been working as a
0: betting slip woman? Yeah. I oh. don't know. There's too many questions in this. What was your idea for a movie crossover? I I did come up with the idea of... Um, I wanted Sam Hell from Hell Comes to Frogtown. Could be Hell Comes to Helltown. it be great. <laughs> yeah. So it'll be um, Roddy Piper. I don't know. Maybe, maybe maybe there's room for a sequel. Maybe it's not too late. I don't know. I don't
1: know. I think a Kickstarter campaign or something to... So. Well, first, we need to get people to know about this movie, which we're doing now, <laughs> and get them to recognise it as a bad movie classic along with Troll 2 and The Room. Support will build up then a Kickstarter campaign.
0: Do you know what? I don't know if this is a bad movie classic, and I'll tell you why. Because when you watch The Room, it's compelling because it's so bad, and there's lots of little details <laughs> that are weird, and this one was just tedious, really tedious. I've never heard you say so often uh how long's left on this movie <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, i mean how long was it it must have been about 3 or 4 hours long it was uh that was just the intro oh it was as i say it it's it's weird because it it's an action packed movie but the action is is kind of it's just one one pace throughout isn't it it's, it's just tedious action yeah and it's just it's just all in shadows a lot of smoke and mirrors the effects are bad, the acting's bad, the dialogue's bad. Just the... hey, It's not without its laughs,
1: though. So. Really? I don't think they were meant to be laughs, but I personally found the scene where Non-Sledge is inside a building, talking to his bosses outside the building, <laughs> hilarious. And the other thing that gave me a great laugh was reading the credits when I realised that the assistant director for this film was a man by the name of Gilbert Alexander Wadsworth Third. <laughs> That's a great name. Hey! Two laughs in an hour and a half film.
0: Yeah, I mean... Got to be a good payoff. I don't know, I don't know. I mean, it's... Ugh. Yeah. It was That was hard work,
1: I'll be honest. It was
0: hard in in work. terms
1: of when wrestlers at, though, The Ultimate Warrior pretty much did what you would expect.
0: Yeah, I mean, I suppose this, this was Hellwig's only movie role. Well, I'm sure our listeners will be able to point
1: out some more to us.
0: Yeah, possibly. I don't Challenges know.
1: A I lead. don't know. But, um... I mean, admittedly, they used him a bit bizarrely, making him a sword warrior. Yeah. When he didn't like using a sword, but... <laughs> it's like... It's as daft as when Hulk Hogan was always billed, billed as a man with a massive arms and muscles, yet his finishing move was a leg drop.
0: Just in terms of, um... You know, because it, it is pretty much a year on since he died, I mean... What did Ultimate Warrior kind of mean to you growing up? Was was he a wrestler who who you were a big fan of? Or? Oh,
1: who wasn't when we when when we were young? Yeah, and Warrior was at his prime. We were like, well, twelve, thirteen, maybe yeah. younger. Yeah, probably younger. Yeah. So, and you know, maybe. we were all young and foolish once, and just liked whoever got the biggest push, the biggest entrance.
0: No, you see, you say that. I I always liked because I was never a Hulk Hogan fan, particularly as a kid. Likewise, I, I always like. I did like the Ultimate Warrior. I was more of a macho man. And man. macho man as well, there we go. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, that's that's our uh, internet wrestling fan street cred whacked up to, <laughs> them, to the max, isn't it?
1: Well, to be fair, when people are doing podcasts like this in 15, 20 years, they'll be talking about how when they were young, they really liked Rey Mysterio and John Cena. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Will they? Will they? Yeah, I'm afraid so. I don't know, I don't know. But, um, no, is is there anything else you want to add about this uh, thoroughly... I don't even want to go as far as saying mediocre. I think that's giving it too much credit. This thoroughly bad film. Oh, I'd, I'd describe it as beguiling. Yeah. Admittedly, we didn't watch the
1: film in the right kind of way. We're both stone-cold sober, and we started watching it at 11 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> if you are watching it late overnight... Yeah. Yeah, I know. It might be a bit more. After a few more drinks. After a couple more drinks, rather than tea and old biscuits.
0: Yeah. Maybe what we need to do is re-watch the film and do another podcast while drunk after watching the film. <laughs> As a, some sort of a psychology experiment. Yeah, yeah. I think that'll would be that be interesting. I
1: have seen this film twice now and I think that's more than enough.
0: <laughs> so, we'll have to watch River of Darkness again, yeah? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, that's a shame because I think that would make a good review but I think we... Uh, what, I think watching that almost led to the, um, the concept of when wrestlers had to come through, wasn't it? So. Uh,
1: for those who are unaware, River of Darkness is a TNA-produced horror movie starring Kurt Angle, but also appearances from Psycho Sid Vicious, Kevin think, Nash,
0: yeah. and someone else? Loads of people, yeah. Can't remember who, but it's awful. Yeah. Awful film. It, it
1: really has to be seen once to be yeah. believed. I refuse to watch it a third time. But that's a story for another night.
0: It's certainly With is. a different guest. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, um, on that bombshell, we'll uh, leave it there. Um, as ever, send your suggestions in for things to watch. Especially if it's Ultimate Warrior related. I, th- I honestly think this is the only thing he's been in. So, yeah, that's, that's not going to work. <sighs> there must be something. I don't know, I don't know. Well, if there is, there is. But, um, no,
1: and... Um, if this was the only thing he was in, I could understand why. <laughs>
0: yeah. After watching him in this movie, his range is limited. Yeah, it certainly is. But um, there we go. So until next time, take care, and uh, we'll we'll see you see you soon. Thank you. Bye. Cheerio.